welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Identity and Purpose series. I'm Fiona and I'm from Hayward Village Church, which is a church plant of this church. And I'm really glad to be here today. How is everyone doing? Brilliant. Okay. I'm going to talk to you more about what Linda was just speaking about, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Now, Jesus spoke in parables because they were moral um, stories with a point to try and teach people things and illustrate spiritual lessons as well. I like them because they're a little bit like onions. So you've got a very basic sort of truth in them, but you can go down and there are different layers as well. But what is a good Samaritan? I think most of us here have heard of the Samaritan's helpline, and it's actually named after the Samaritan in this parable. And it was a charity set up in 1953 by a vicar who wanted to help people who might be feeling really desperate in different times. It's open 24 hours a day. But without judgment, just people who are there to listen. It's not a religious organization. But let's look a bit more closely at this parable together. You may have Bibles with you. If you do, you might want to have a look. So in this parable, a lawyer has just asked Jesus what he needed to inherit eternal life, which is a life connected to God. But he wasn't asking because he actually wanted to know the answer. He was trying to trip Jesus up and put him on the spot in front of a crowd. So the answer was, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. But then the lawyer asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? But we can see that what the lawyer really wanted to know is not who is my neighbor, but who isn't my neighbor. The question, who is my neighbor, really shows the problem. It's all about the heart. His question knows that he's missed the point and he's got a heart of stone. So Jesus was making the point, it doesn't matter who someone is, where they come from, we need to love them regardless, as much as we love ourselves. We usually think of our neighbor as somebody who lives next door, don't we? Or somebody who lives in a house perhaps similar to us or in our neighborhood. But neighbors include enemies, people in need, people who've hurt us, people who've made mistakes, people who are very different from us. Neighbor basically means everyone. (laughs) Um, The story Jesus tells takes place on the road between Jerusalem and Jericho. And these roads were very rough desert tracks. Thieves lurked about in caves nearby and it was a notorious place to get robbed. And in Jesus' story, a man is going from Jerusalem to Jericho. He's attacked by robbers, stripped and beaten, and left for dead. Three different people see that body lying there in the road. Two religious leaders, I'm ashamed to say, pass by. And a Samaritan stops to help. So there are four people, different people, mentioned in this story. And I think the person who is robbed would have been generally understood to be a Jewish person at that time. Then three other people come across the man lying there. The first two are Jewish religious leaders, and the final person is a Samaritan, i.e. a person who lived in Samaria. The um, the relationship between Jewish people and Samaritans was not good. There was a lot of hatred, cultural hatred. 
The Jews thought the Samaritans were the lowest of the low. They would even pass by um, going miles out of their way so they didn't have to pass through their areas. And likewise, the same relationship. There's a strong dislike between the two. So let's just look at the three people who came on that journey and unpick that a little bit. So first, the priest. The high priest had the responsibility of doing sacrifices and offerings in the temple. So as he came past, he was probably thinking he couldn't come into contact with somebody unclean because he wouldn't be able to go to the temple without waiting seven days before re-entering the temple. He probably would have been on his way there because of the geographical location. He might have used this excuse, excuse to justify his behavior. It would have been a very small road. He would have almost had to step over the body to avoid it. He showed no compassion and walked on by. He was supposed to be a man of God. He should have helped rather than just ironically going to the temple instead to offer sacrifices to God. Second to come past was the Levite. He's also a priest, but not quite so high up. He was more of an assistant at the temple. So it wouldn't have been such a big deal for him to have had to stop his duties for a while while he was ceremonially unclean coming into contact with a body and blood. But he might also have used this as an excuse to justify inaction. He again showed no love or kindness to the man, leaving him for dead, rushing off to the temple like the priest, which was again very ironic. So thirdly, we see a different person coming along. A man from Samaria came past. He immediately felt stirred by deep compassion in his heart. For the man and he stopped to help his heart broke for the man as he was close to God and of course God's heart breaks for us when we're in trouble so the big difference is he wasn't hard-hearted like the other two even though they were supposed to be men of God he was compelled to help in any way he could including practical financial and giving his time he bandaged up the man put him on his donkey took him to an inn and paid a significant sum of money that would cover the costs over a few weeks, even offering to come back and pay the remainder if needed, without even setting an upper limit to it. He didn't know who the man was. He had no clothes on to indicate whether he was Jewish or a Samaritan. He just saw a fellow human in need, just as God sees all of us as equal. Something spoke directly to his heart because he was so connected to God himself. He opened his heart to the man who was in the ditch and immediately responded. He was full of compassion. He didn't think about the inconvenience of being late on his journey that he was on, potential danger of robbers that might come back to assault him, whether it was a Jewish or Samaritan person. He just needed to help. So he was close to God and he felt what God felt for this man. So what we can see here from this parable is it's all about the heart. All three passers-by saw the same thing. Only one person saw it through the compassionate eye of God and felt it so strongly that he was compelled to take action. His love had no prejudice. It was godly love. He didn't care who the man was. He was Jesus' hands and feet. He gave practical help, stopped the blood, with some bandages, took him to an inn and gave money. 
In fact, he did absolutely everything in his power to help this man. He was willing to give his time, even at inconvenience to himself. So we need to think about all of us here, whether we are good Samaritans. It's not always easy. We don't always meet people in ditches, do we? But the people that we do meet do need to know that we are present with them in their difficulties, that we care, that we listen, that we understand, that we have time for them and compassion for what they're going through. Jesus makes it sound so simple in that reading, doesn't he? Go and do what the Samaritan did. As far as Jesus is concerned, when we are confronted with an opportunity to show compassion, there is no excuse good enough for us to hold back. And the Good Samaritan symbolizes the heart of God towards all people, regardless of who they are, where they come from, age, social status, religious background, political views, everything. This story shows us the sacrificial love, care, and compassion of God for all people who are hurting. His heart and desire are that we too show compassion and care for others over and above any differences we might have with them. He wants our love for his people to be indiscriminate, like his. So Jesus asked the lawyer, which one of the men showed mercy in the parable? The lawyer answers, the Samaritan. And then Jesus instructs him to do the same. But this is not always easy. This kind of love can be uncomfortable, risky. The priest and the Levite didn't want to take the risk to be uncomfortable, loving a stranger. They just passed on by. But the Samaritan was willing to step out of his comfort zone. He took a risk. He walked while the beaten stranger rode on his donkey. He paid with his own money. He's an example of how to show God's love to others. Get down in the mess and dirt with them, alongside them. Give time and resources. Help to be Jesus' hands and feet for that person in that situation. John 4.8 says... Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. It's a very simple reminder, very simple. If we're not loving others around us, we're hypocrites if we're saying that we're Christians, and I count myself in that. We have to just do a check every now and then. And I also like the verse in 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Let all you do be done in love. So Jesus is explaining not just how to love our neighbors, but who our neighbors are. Because our neighbours are not necessarily people that we like or people that it is easy to love. It might even be people who have hurt us. Any one of us here today could be the person in the ditch or the person passing by or the good Samaritan who stopped to help. We all have the potential to be modern-day Samaritans, including Willow, her family, everybody, one of us here. And to be Jesus' hands and feet. So let us pray. Lord, may we always see the world through the eyes of the Good Samaritan and be filled with your deep compassion. Help us to be merciful neighbours even when it's inconvenient, when we don't have time, when we have other things to do. Give us insight to see need in the people around us. Give us wisdom to know how to react. Give us strength and resources to help willingly and cheerfully. We pray for those we might naturally prefer to cross the road to avoid, like the religious leaders did in the parable. 
Open our eyes so that we might not cross the road from human need. And may our love of you and love of our neighbour call us to be people of peace and justice in the world. Lord, help us to be filled with your compassion and compelled to respond. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.